Hey, Chad here, and welcome to the Light Your Fire podcast, where it is my mission to light the human spirit on fire. Today's theme is don't fear failure, fear regret. And I'm starting here because this is where it all started for me. And no matter who you are or where you are right now on your journey, I think it's a concept that has the power to instantly improve your life, how you show up to work, to your family, to your friends. And it might just help you to start unlocking your hidden gifts, your hidden potential. So let me give you a quick backdrop about me. Seven years ago, my early 30s, I started to feel like something was missing from my life. But I had everything I ever needed, like everything I thought that I ever needed, everything that society made me think that I needed. I'd done all the things that I'd set out to do. My family never had money. My parents worked hard. They struggled, but they gave me opportunities. I went to school. I got a great career. I made lots of money. I had a big house with a big pool and a hot tub and a big yard and a lot of woods. I had some rental properties. I had a condo at the beach. From a norm perspective, the societal norm, I was on fire. I was doing everything I thought I was supposed to be doing, yet I felt unfulfilled. I felt like something was missing, that there was this potential that was missing, these skills that were buried. I felt like I had more to give, more to offer, more to do. I literally thought I was having a midlife crisis, like early 30s. I started asking things like, what now? I started wondering if this was it. And then I heard a quote that rocked me. It was, don't fear failure, fear regret. And I thought back to the things in my life that I was not so proud of. I thought back to high school and quitting sports. I thought about the lack of effort and preparation I put in and how I showed up bad on game day because I was soft. I was lazy. I didn't put the work in practice. I got handled in wrestling. I got embarrassed playing soccer. I walked off the varsity baseball team. I never even gave football a chance. And now I'll never know what it's like to walk out with a team of brothers that I love and be under the Friday night lights battling. I'll never know what that feels like because I didn't show up. My dad, the person I wanted to make so proud, didn't even know if I was a good athlete because I never showed up. And then college came around. I started drinking. I started making bad decisions. I started to have times when I was out in the world, but it wasn't me that was out in the world. I got arrested multiple times. And I was embarrassed by that. I was ashamed of what I put my family through, the concern I put my family through, the situations I put myself in. I regret the things that I've done and the choices that I've made. But that quote, that simple quote of don't fear failure, fear regret, was a mission that I could cling to now because regret was so powerful. I was feeling, I knew what regret felt like. In just my early 30s, I had all these things that I already regretted in my life and I didn't want to feel that again, ever again. So this became my most powerful why that I would use to change my life. I didn't want to be on my deathbed 30 years from now saying, I wish I would have done this or I wish I would have tried that or I wonder if I could have been this or accomplished this. I looked at my life and my current situation. I said, okay, you're on the track to having lots of money and being financially free. You're a rock star dad, but is this enough for you? Will you feel like you maximize your potential when it's all said and done? And the answer for me was no, no way, not even close. I only have one shot here. We only have one shot here and I want to use it. Whatever gifts I have buried, I want to use them. Whatever that thing is that only I can give to the world, I want to use it. I want to find it and I want to use it. I want to make my creator proud. I want to make my parents proud. I want to make my daughter proud. I want to make me proud. It was time to change my life. I was sick of spending all day 
solving someone else's problems in my job, problems that I could care less about. I wanted to see if I could use the things that I've learned to build my own business, build my own roads, build my own destiny. I wanted a business that would thrive financially, but a business that would be much more than that. I wanted to build a service that lit people up, that I could build a community and a culture around. I wanted a business that could change people's lives. I didn't just want money. I wanted contribution. So I launched a coach-based group fitness gym called Sweat Bar Fitness. And we were shut down three months after opening because of COVID. I had just spent over $100,000. I just gave up a career making over $150,000. And now we were shut down. But I wanted this. I needed this. This would be something I could be proud of. I didn't care if it didn't work out. I could always go get another career and I could always be at someone else's disposal. But this was my chance. This was my work. This was my time. And I was all in. We survived COVID. And within a year, we were voted the number one gym in Pittsburgh. We've since went on to receive over 500 five-star written reviews, testimonials from people telling us that they love what we're doing, that they believe in us. Maybe more important than anything else, we have so many people that have never been to a gym in their life who are now thriving in the world of fitness, who have learned how to work out, who now feel good about exercising, who feel comfortable, who have increased strength, energy, and confidence, who show up better in their life. We still have a lot of work to do at Sweat Bar to light the human spirit, but we're doing it. And I personally work a ton of hours, day in and day out, all day long on this business. But it's work that I love to do. It's work that I'm proud of and work I'll continue to be proud of. I'm not scared to work. I love work, but I am scared to work on things I don't love. So this is where I want to be, working on the things that I want to be working on. And this is just the career side. On the personal side, I wanted to see what my mind and body were capable of. I knew I was out of shape physically, but I started to learn that I was really out of shape mentally. I was soft. Exercise was hard. Running a couple of miles was really hard. I struggled a lot. I wanted to quit a lot, all the time. But that bothered me. If I know my mind is weak mentally, how am I ever going to be proud later? If I don't push myself mentally and physically, if I don't test my own limits, if I don't push my own boundaries, if I don't see how far I can go and how far I'm willing to go to get to my goals, how can I be a great role model for my daughter? I don't want to tell her she can be anything she wants. I want to show her that she can be anything she wants. I don't want to keep telling myself that I could have been a good athlete and make up excuses for why I wasn't. I want to show myself that I can be a good athlete. I want to prove to myself that I can do far more than I ever imagined, that I am capable of far more than I ever imagined. Those few miles of running where I struggled and I suffered, eventually it became 10 miles, then a half marathon, then a full marathon. Then I ran 100 miles over five days. Then I ran 30 miles in a training run. Then I ran a 50-mile ultra-endurance race. When I set out on my first three-mile run seven years ago, if you had told me that one day I'm going to run a 50-mile ultra race, I would have said, you're insane. But I figured out how to do it, and then I said, what's next? I don't want to die wondering if I could run a 50-mile ultra race. I don't want to die wondering if I could become an Ironman, a feat that I believe is the definition of an athlete. 2.4-mile swim, 112-mile bike, 26.2-mile run. Now, I didn't show up in the training required for high school sports. I didn't show up in my preparation. Well, in an Ironman, if you don't show up in the preparation, you are going to suffer like you've never suffered before on race day. And there's a quote that I love. You don't rise to the level of your expectations. You fall to the level of your training. 
That Ironman race is the epitome of that quote. It requires amongst the most grueling training out there and race day requires precise execution. I never showed up the football and I walked off the varsity baseball team, but I wasn't going to leave this earth until I crossed the finish line of an Ironman race. I always like to ask myself, you want to be a drunk or you want to be an Ironman? 30 years from now, I'm not going to be sitting in a chair telling my grandkids about the athlete I could have been. I'm going to tell them that I was sick of making excuses. I was sick of regretting what I could have done. I was sick of not knowing what I was capable of. So I put in the work and I tested my boundaries. And on July 24th, 2022 in Lake Placid, New York, after swimming 2.4 miles, biking 112 miles and running 26.2 miles, I heard the famous Ironman announcer, Mike Riley, known as the voice of Ironman, utter these words, Chad Shipley, come on home. You are an Ironman. You want to be a drunk? You want to be an Ironman. You want to talk about things that could have happened or do you want to find out what's possible? Wherever you are right now, there's a good chance that you have more to be. And when you start working towards that, you start showing up better. You start living a better life. One life, your gift, no regrets. That's it. I'm out.